0: The War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells Chapter 8 Friday Night The most truly thing to my mind of all the strange under things that happened upon that Friday was the dovetailing of the commonplace habits of our social order the first beginning of a series of events that was to topple that social order headlong. If on Friday night you'd taken a pale compass. Drawn a circle, a radius of five miles round walking fan pits. I doubt if you would have one human being outside it, unless it was some relation to Stent, or the three of the four cyclists, or London people, lying dead on the common, whose emotions or habits all were at all affected by the newcomers. Many people had heard of the senator, of course, and talked about it in their ledger. It certainly did not make the sensation... That an ultimatum to Germany would have done. In London that night, Paul Henson's giant telegram describing the gradual unscrewing of the shot was judged to be carnage. His evening paper, before worrying for forensication from him, receiving no reply, the man was killed, so decided not to print a special edition. Even within the five mile circle, the great majority of people were inert. I have already described the behaviour of the men and women with whom I spoke. All over the district people dying and supping, Working men were guarding above the labours of the day. Of the labours of the day, children being put to bed. Young people were wandering through the lanes. Love making students sat over their books. Maybe there was a murmur in the village streets, a novel, a dominant topic in the public houses, here and there in a messenger, even eyewitness and latter occurrences, caused a of excitement and shouting, running, to and fro, but for the most part the daily routine of working, eating, drinking, sleeping, went on, had done for countless years. Though no planet Mars existed in the sky, even a walking station held well, and Chopham tro- that was the case. Welcome Junction. Until the late hour, trains were stopping and going on. Others were shunting on the sidings. Passengers were lighting and waiting. Everything was proceeding in the most ordinary way. Boy for the town, trenching on Smith's monopoly, The selling papers for the, for the afternoon view, news. Being in packed with trucks and sharp whistle of the engines from the junction, mingled with their shouts of Men for Mars. Such so men came into the station about nine o'clock. Incredible tidings had caused no more disturbance than drunkens might have done. People ran into London words, peered in the darkness outside the carriage windows, saw only a rare, flickering, vanishing spark dance up from the direction of Holmesvale—a red glow and a thin veil of smoke driving across the stars. But nothing more serious than heath fire was happening. It was only round the edge of the common any disturbance was perceivable. There was a half a dozen villas burning on the broken boulder. There were lights in all the houses on the common side of the three villages. The people there kept awake till dawn. Crew's crowd lingered restlessly, people coming and going. The crowd remaining both the Copham and Herndsville bridges. One or two adventurous souls is afterwards found. Entered the darkness and crawled quite near the Martians, but they never returned for now and again. A light ray like the beam of warships searchlight, swept the common. Heat waves ready to follow. Save as such the big area of commotion was silent. The big area of the common was silent and desolate. Child bodies lay about it all night, under the stars, all the next day. A noise of hammering for the pit was heard by many people. So you have the state of things on Friday night, a us sticking into the skin of our old, our old planet Earth like a poison dart was his cylinder, but the poison was scarcely working yet. Round it was a patch of silent common, smouldering in places, with a few dark, dimly seen objects, lying contorted attitudes here and there. Here and there was a burning bush or tree. Beyond was a fringe of excitement and further than the fr- that fringe of formation. They had not crept as yet. The rest of the world, the stream of life still flowed as that had flowed for memorial years. Fever that war, that would presently clog vein and artery, deaden nerve and destroy brain, had still to develop. All night long the Martians were hammering and stirring, sleepless, fact infre- at work upon machines and making ready, and ever again a puff greenish white smoke whirled up on the, to the starlit sky. About eleven, a company of soldiers came through Holsham, deployed along the edge of the common to form a cauldron. Later, a second company marched through Com- Cobham to deploy on the other side of the common. Several so were officers from the Ink Command barracks on the common early in the day, and one major out El- Eden reported to be missing, the colonel of the regiment came to Cob- Cobham Bridge and was busy questioning the crowd at midnight. The British authorities were suddenly alive, the hearing of the business. By 11, the next morning's papers, they would say a squadron of high two maximums, about 400 men of the Cardigan Regiment, started, started from out of Aldershot. A few seconds after midnight, a crowd in Trinity Road woke, saw a star fall from the heaven. The pine woods to northward west. It had a greenish color and a cool, sudden brightness, like summer lightning. This was the second cylinder.